Because there is one bread, we who are many are one body. I speak to you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In his letter to the Corinthians, Paul reminds the church that though they are diverse, rich and poor, between whom there is a great chasm in the social world, he reminds them that the Eucharist unites them. The divisions of the world ought not exist in their community because they share in the body and blood of Christ and where there is one bread, many are made into one body, Corpus Christi, the body of Christ. In other words, the Eucharist, that mystical sacrament, creates unity where there was division, and we must not pretend otherwise. The world, the government, social mores, political parties might try to separate us, but the body of Christ does not have levels or distinctions, insiders and outsiders, some who are better than others. In the body of Christ, the rich and the poor are joined one to another, one body. Just as Jesus promises his followers that those who partake of him, bread of life, living bread come down from heaven, will live forever abiding in him and he in them, so Paul promises that we now abide with one another in Christ. That sounds pretty good, and I'd guess most of us agree with it. We are one body. Still, how hard it is to live into that mystical body. Just as the rich members of the Corinthian church struggled to see their poor siblings in Christ as equals, reproducing the social structures they experienced in the regular world, gobbling up the food from the communion table, leaving only leftovers for the poorer members of that body of Christ, so do we all struggle at times to live out the reality of Corpus Christi. Certainly the Christian church has been carved up over and over by schisms and splits, theological spats and violent war. Yet even as Protestants and Catholics fought, even as fights took place in our own denomination hundreds of years ago in England and even now across the Anglican communion, the cup of blessing which we bless, is it not a sharing in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a sharing in the body of Christ? And if so, do not we then all belong to the same body of Christ? This holds true across time and space in every church, including here at All Saints. If we partake of one bread, we who are many are one body, whether we like it or not. We are one body with the one who annoys us. We are one body with the one whose politics we abhor. We are one body with the very one 
who has let us down. The body of Christ cannot be carved up, no matter how hard we try. This is a heady, mystical understanding of the body of Christ, of course, of how the Eucharist makes us one, and certainly larger than St. Paul could have imagined, writing as he did to small churches with tens rather than hundreds or thousands of members. Though St. Paul might be amazed that now Christians number well over two billion people around the world, he certainly knew and taught that in Christ there is no distinction, neither Greek nor Jew, slave nor free, male nor female. But this understanding of the body of Christ has real implications every day on the ground. A few weeks ago, Bishop Michael Hun participated in a visible physical manifestation of the ways the body and blood of Christ make clear the unity of Christ's body. Bishop Hun is bishop of the Episcopal Diocese of the Rio Grande, a diocese that covers all of New Mexico and a large swath of far west Texas, including the border with Mexico along the Rio Grande River. There are many communities along the border that have been split by national boundaries, communities that were one for hundreds of years, long before there were two countries, people and families who used to cross the Rio Grande River regularly to visit their family, to go to work or to school or to go shopping. Lajitas is one of those communities that falls on either side of the border and people crossed it regularly, including children on the Mexican side crossing daily to come to school on the U.S. side. But after 9-11, that all changed. The border hardened, and it takes five hours to cross now. The towns are struggling because of it. Families are separated. But a few years ago, people started holding a large fiesta once a year called Voices from Both Sides. Hundreds of people show up on either side of the river. Families on either side coordinate so that they're wearing the same t-shirts whether they're in Mexico or in the United States. Bands are playing on both sides of the river. They take turns swapping from song to song demonstrating unity in a time when all most of us can see is division. During this year's celebration in June, Bishop Hun waded out into the middle of the Rio Grande, wearing his chasuble and his alb and his mitre, walking with his crozier, which I hope was waterproof. And he waded out to the middle of the river, a no man's land that is part of both countries and part of no country. In the middle of the river, the bishop celebrated the Eucharist, using a raft as his altar, raising bread and wine so all could see 
those whom we call Mexican, those whom we call American, all members of the body of Christ. People from both sides gathered in the river, the one place they are allowed to meet without interruption by the border patrol. In the river, the common ground that is no country and both countries, the people partook of the common bread and common cup, united physically once a year in the way they are united mystically at all times. Body of Christ, right in the Rio Grande. In a time when there are threats to enact large-scale ICE raids on undocumented immigrants in the U.S. and horrifying news of concentration camps along the border for immigrant children, this is surely a sign of hope that borders can be crossed, that the body of Christ will not allow division. But lest we cheer this group and demean those we might disagree with, you should know that Bishop Hun and others in the diocese are also working with the Border Patrol, negotiating with them to be allowed to provide food and water, medical and legal aid to immigrants. But they're also getting to know the Border Patrol agents. Bishop Hun learned the high-stress nature of their roles. They told him that they essentially have two jobs, either to rescue border crossers or to arrest them, and it's not always clear which way it's going to go. Many agents get transferred to the border, and then once there, they and their families are shunned, distrusted in the communities they're supposed to serve. Are they two? not members of the body of Christ. And therefore, the bishop and the diocese seek also to serve them, acting as chaplains to the border patrol, as they might to the military, even as they work for justice and compassion for those living on the border, for immigrants who cross the border. Just as the Rio Grande provides a common ground, a flowing space where those divided can come together, if even just once a year, so too the Eucharist is a flowing space where divisions are dissolved, where many are made one. No border, no government can separate us or divide us and we dare not enact divisions in the body of Christ ourselves. Rather, we are to wade into the river, coming again and again to communion where we are reconstituted, recreated, reformed as the body of Christ. For even when divisions as wide as the Rio Grande separate us, even when we feel separate from God, God's self, we remember 
and we participate in Christ's sacrifice, Christ giving himself, his body on the cross, broken for us, his body on the altar, broken for us, and in the cross, and in that broken bread, that common cup, we are, if even for a moment, made whole. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.